Hello, and welcome to the Unleash Pain Freedom Podcast. I am your host, Katie Sutton, and I am a rehabilitation specialist and master neuro coach specializing in pain specifically. 100% of us experience pain at some point in our lives, yet we are not told what pain is, why we have it, or how to navigate through it. Without this vital information, it keeps us stuck in the vicious pain cycle. This is where I come in. My job is to educate and inform you about all things pain so you can feel empowered to know how to navigate pain when it comes about. This is how you break the cycle and reclaim your life from pain. Without further ado, let's go ahead and start breaking out of the pain cycle today. I am so excited to get this podcast up and running. Honestly, this was something that I truly needed when I was going through my extreme chronic pain episodes. And I know that I am not the only one that is experiencing pain or has experienced pain on such a deep, intense level where it just affected all aspects of my life, where taking care of myself was super challenging, where I couldn't do the things that I love to do and the hobbies that set my soul on fire. I had a hard time with family gatherings. I struggled in school because during that time I was in college and so it was definitely a hinder to my ability to learn and to be motivated. And it was at such a young age that I had this intense chronic pain that I truly felt like something was wrong with me. I know that pain is something that everybody experiences. It's something that I've personally gone through. It's something I've seen my family struggle with for years. And I have worked with hundreds of clients on pain specifically. And I've noticed a repetitive pattern. Pain is very unique to each individual. However, there is a pattern. There is a cycle. And this was something that I was not taught in my college education. This was something that was not explained to me. And so I felt completely helpless. I figured that the best way to explain the purpose of this podcast, my mission to educate and inform people about pain, and to have you guys get to know me even more on a personable level is to share my pain freedom journey, to share my story. I know for me personally, when I heard stories of people who were in the same struggles that I was, number one, it made me feel like I wasn't alone because I saw a part of myself in their story and it let me know that, okay, like I'm not the only one going through this, maybe there really isn't anything wrong with me. That's my hope and my goal for today's episode. The very, very first one to start off this Unleash Pain Freedom podcast is to have you get to know me. And maybe my story is going to resonate with you on some level. As I said before, pain is very unique and individualized to the person specifically, but there are definitely some overlapping things. And I also want you to know that I am the type of person that 
will research things and try things out personally to the point where I go through my own transformation before I share it with the public, before I actually teach it to clients and individuals. My whole goal is to go through the experience myself. That way I know exactly what to look out for and to basically relate to the struggles and obstacles that I know that my potential clients and people who are struggling in pain are probably going to go through. I just want you to know that like I go through this experience with you. I have gone through it. This is something that I practice every single day. I'm definitely somebody who practices what they preach and I actually have a lot of passion around this subject because pain is just so commonly mistreated. I see so many people every single day who feel completely stuck in the vicious pain cycle and feel like there's absolutely no way out. Well, what you've been taught about pain is not the whole truth. There is a whole other side to it and this is why I'm putting this podcast together is to educate and inform you all about pain and the different components and the aspects of it. That way you can really start to treat pain at the source because right now we're just symptom treating. And I'm going to explain that more in my story to kind of give you some more examples on that. That's basically my whole deal about this. I just want you to know that you're not alone and let's just go ahead and dive in to my pain freedom story. It actually goes back (laughs) quite a ways. I actually experienced some trauma when I was a kid that followed me into my teenage and adult years and I truly believe that it has a huge, huge part when it came to my chronic pain. So I'm just going to start way back in the beginning because trauma, especially if you've experienced trauma on some level, it doesn't have to be like what we call big T trauma. You know, that's going to include like rape and abuse and molestation and like all of that. Trauma is very specific to the individual and I can go on a totally different tangent on just trauma specifically, but for the aspect of it, just realize that if you have experienced trauma in childhood, the likelihood of you developing chronic pain is a lot higher, especially in your adult years. Let's go back to when little Katie was eight years old. I had a traumatic experience where I survived a failed abduction attempt. I remember that day incredibly vividly and like the feelings and emotions and thoughts associated with it. I was actually on my way home from a Christmas holiday crafting extravaganza at a elementary school. And my mom and my dad told me that I needed to be home at a specific time and it was getting really close. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm going to be late. I better go and take off running. So I left early by myself walking home. And I remember cutting through a field and there were dirt roads and basically like a lot of like little hidden places where people and cars weren't necessarily seen from the main roads. And so I was walking through this field and all of a sudden I see this van on my right hand side and it 
gave me a very, very uneasy feeling. And so I kept watching it. And so I decided to cut through the field and go towards the sidewalk. Well, I noticed that this car was following me in all directions. And so if I turned one way, it would follow me and cut off my exit. And then I would take off running in another direction. It would follow me and cut off my exit. And I just felt a sense of panic and fear and anxiety run through my whole body. I remember I tried to cut through the sidewalk and they they cut me off. And I just remember the back door of this van slide open, like I could hear it bang. And all I remember is turning around and heading straight back to the school. I was just like praying and just in my head, I was just like, just make it to the school, just make it to the school, just make it to the school. And like, I am like, panicking and I'm questioning if like I'm able to run fast enough. My heart is beating through my chest. I just have a whole bunch of fear. I was able to make it to the school but the door was locked and I just remember pounding on the door and like screaming hysterically. Tears are running down my face and everything and I look back and I couldn't make out like the face of the people that were in that van or anything but as soon as I looked back the door opened and I saw them get into their van and drive off really really fast so I go in there I'm in tears I'm a mess there's a security guard there and they're just like what's going on I just tell them I was just like oh my gosh like I I was chased by a car I didn't really connect the dots that it could have been an abduction attempt I was just chased by a car but like on a subconscious level I knew that it could have been like a kidnapping because I had heard stories around the neighborhood about a white van in particular that was picking up kids and taking them and that was like a huge fear of mine. So I remember like the police got involved, my parents came to pick me up and it was around Christmas time. I had some family coming into town and it was very, very close to when this incident happened because of the Christmas festivities and everything that was going on. I wasn't really talked to about the situation that had happened. I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified. I would lay in bed at night panicking and full of fear and anxiety whenever I heard a siren a a police car going off and everything because I'm just like oh my gosh this person's gonna come out and get me again I was eight years old so this was like a big traumatic experience for me and this was something that I carried with me and since I was never really talked to about this experience I kind of suppressed all of the memories And it actually caused me to be very, very fearful to walk to school by myself, to stay home by myself. I was just always like super nervous about everything else from that experience moving forward. It was hard because I was going to that elementary school. And since nobody talked to me about it, I felt like I was kind of making a big deal out of nothing. So I just kind of kept quiet about it. I decided years later that I was really, really tired of being stuck in this fear state, always trying to look over my shoulder to see if anybody was trying to harm me. I was absolutely petrified. I was scared and that put a lot of 
stress and tension on my nervous system and my body. When I was a teenager, I decided to sign up for karate lessons. This was also something that my parents didn't necessarily want me to do. They didn't really understand it, but like I was super adamant. I was like, I have to do this for me in order to feel like I can protect myself and handle myself in any situation that comes about. That traumatic experience actually led me into my days of MMA and cage fighting because after karate, I started getting involved with self-defense. And this was like an intense self-defense class that was run by cops. And I remember my very first time being a part of this self-defense class was there was a guy in a padded up suit and I would be put in this dark room and I wouldn't necessarily know exactly where they would be coming from. But I just know that my heart was pounding. I was scared. I was nervous. I wasn't sure how my body was going to react. And so the guy attacked me from behind. I did the technique and I just basically kicked on my fight and flight response mode, my stress response mode, and took off. They were very, very, very impressed with how quickly I handled the situation, but also in my mind, I was just like, I'm getting out of this alive. Like, nobody's going to take me. I don't want to be a victim. I don't want to be in that situation ever and feel like I can't handle myself because when I was eight years old, that's definitely how I felt. I felt completely powerless. And I told myself I would never, ever feel powerless like that ever again. With that, you know, I started getting more intense with it, started moving up with the belts. And then I got introduced to jujitsu, which is the ground fighting sport. And I became really good with that. And then it kind of escalated into Muay Thai and boxing and judo. And eventually I was starting to work with cage fighters and helping to prepare them to get ready for their debut fights and everything too. And I was also in a place where females in the sport of martial arts and MMA and cage fighting was still really uncommon. So a lot of the times I was going up against men. I had my days of doing jujitsu tournaments and things like that too. And I held my own and I did very well and it impressed a lot of the guys. However, there was a downside to it. I mean, I was also a coach, one of the very first female coaches in this dojo studio that was teaching bull. And so I became an instructor, I became a coach. And so that definitely made me feel empowered and that I was strong enough, that I was capable, that I was able. However, the downside of that was that I trained way too much. I overexerted my body. I abused my body because it was basically a competition with how I could handle myself with the men there because again I still had like that subconscious traumatic experience that was still running through my body and that was the thing that was driving me and so I remember when I abused my body I was training about four hours a day four to five days a week. I remember I would have my schoolwork. I would work out for an hour on my own. Then I would go to training. 
and coach and work out with a whole bunch of guys. Basically, didn't really take any rest days. Um, I also struggled with an eating disorder back in high school where I would go long periods of time without eating. And I also remember coming home from four or five hour long trading sessions and my stomach would just be growling and I would just go to bed hungry. That wears on your body and my body actually started to break down on me to the point that I was getting super, super injured. And the more and more that I would spar and roll and fight with these bigger guys that were preparing themselves for cage fighting, the more and more that I was weak and I started to get more injured and hurt. However, I was also not listening to the cues of my body as well. And I was ignoring all of the signs. And as you hear me throughout these podcast episodes, you're going to hear me say this repetitively, that pain is a request for change. And the way that I was going about my training and all of the things that were entailed with this sport, I was ignoring the signs. Like I couldn't keep going on like this. And so my body kind of forced me. And, you know, it was hard because like all of these guys wanted to train with me before their fights because I was a different type of fighter. I was very technical and I I had a lot of pride in that. I just remember my body started breaking down on me and then I had a really traumatic episode with a coach that I was supposed to trust at this time to not hurt me. Well, I had him in a chokehold. He didn't agree with it. Again, it was kind of like the men were not okay with a woman or a female fighter basically kicking their ass. And I, like I said, I was good back in the day and I held my own. Well, he did an illegal move where he picked me up and slammed me down into the ground with all of his body weight on top of me. And he was about three times my size back in the day. And I just remember hearing and feeling a pop in my spine. And all of a sudden, I started feeling this shooting pain running through my back. And it was like to the point where I was almost in tears. But back in the day, it's like, no, don't show any signs of weakness. Even if you're injured, if there's no physical break or blood or a dislocation of any sort, you keep going. I mean, I look back on it and I had a back injury. I had a meniscus tear. I had multiple concussions on top of each other. I had a lot of trauma happen. And I also remember like trying to finish a sparring session, a fight with a big guy while my foot was broken. And I also didn't allow myself the the adequate time to heal from the injuries that were coming about. When this happened, as soon as I started to feel better, I would go 110% like I did before, and then I would get injured again. And this is how I had an, an accumulation of injuries that happened over and over and over again, basically to the point where I couldn't heal. 
And so I remember I had concussion on top of concussion. And then with that huge back injury, I remember going to the doctor and the doctor is like, you can't do this sport anymore. You have to stop because if you get hit in the same spot with the same type of force, you could end up as a vegetable for the rest of your life. So I actually had to be pulled from the sport to heal from it. And because at that time I had back injuries, knee injuries, hip injuries, concussions on top of it because I was ignoring the signs of my body and I was ignoring that request of change that it was trying to tell me. And that was super, super frustrating for me. And then when the doctor's telling me that I can't do this sport anymore, I fell into a depression. I completely lost who I was because I had tied my identity and who I was into this sport. And if I couldn't do this sport, I was that eight-year-old little girl who couldn't defend herself, who felt powerless, who wasn't strong enough, who was weak. I had a really, really hard time. I struggled. And this was about the time that I was going into college because all of these injuries accumulated probably between the ages of 17, 17 and 19. I had all of these injuries going on. I went to college with all of the concussions and the bleeding in my brain. It was really, really challenging for me to learn and process new situations, um, new knowledge, new information. So it was a lot of stress on my nervous system and I just kept telling myself my body's broken because I was basically on bed rest for a very, very long period of time and, you know, I'm used to moving my body all the time and I ended up gaining a lot of weight from it because I was severely depressed. Learning was really hard. I actually ended up drinking a lot more because I was getting to that age where I could go out and party and drink and all of that to just basically numb out the pain and I just I didn't feel like myself at all I felt like a complete failure I felt like my body had failed me I mean I was like in my early 20s moving like an old person and dealing with this chronic pain and my doctors just kept prescribing me pain medication and it just didn't make me feel all that great. I had to go from physical therapist to physical therapist because if one thing started to hurt then another thing started to pop up and I just felt like something was wrong with me. My sleep patterns were deeply affected. My relationship with myself completely went down the drain. I hated who I was. I hated what I saw in the mirror. Walking to class was extremely challenging and hard for me. Like these little tasks were very, very hard. It was just one of the toughest points in my life and I just wanted to call it quits. I didn't want to do college anymore. I literally felt like I was stupid because I was on academic probation and I literally had a hard time just processing and learning information, expressing myself and my needs. Like I just, I felt like a complete failure. This is what happens with 
pain. This is what happens with chronic pain. And yes, I had all of these injuries and I ignored all of the signs. You know, I went from one side of the spectrum where I overtrained and overexerted my body to the other side of the spectrum where I absolutely fell into isolation and started to do nothing. My pain started to increase and intensify because these doctors are prescribing all of these medications. I'm trying to do physical therapy and massage and I'm getting these x-rays and these blood work test results and I'm doing massage and chiro. Nothing seems to like really help. Nothing seems to really get me the relief that I want, that I needed. I truly thought that something was wrong with me, especially when certain medical tests were coming back without any significant answers or diagnosis. It was incredibly frustrating for me. And I truly felt like something was wrong. And I remember doctors just telling me, well, this is just what you have to do. This is just what you have to live with. This is something that you have to deal with for the rest of your life. And I just, I was so frustrated and so defeated because I was in my early 20s feeling like I was somebody in my 60s that could barely walk, could barely move. Everything in my life was completely affected and impacted because of these injuries and this pain. And I think I struggled with this chronic pain, I want to say for about like six to seven years before I fully got the relief that I was. So if you're in this spot like I was, like I see you, I hear you, I understand you, you're not crazy. Your pain is very, very real. That was like another thing that the doctors told me. It's like, well, I think you're just making it up. It's all in your head. And then that would make me feel like something was wrong with me. I'm just here to say that nothing's wrong with you. I got to a point where I was like so incredibly fed up because I was doing all of the things that I was supposed to do to help my pain and it's like why was this not working I was so frustrated you know I did really well with like diet and exercise and tried to lose weight and it helped for a good part of it however the pain was still there and I couldn't understand why it was coming back why do we have pain in the beginning what is the purpose of it how do you navigate it what I was taught was not helping and like even when I finished my degree in exercise science and physiology and kinesiology and got a minor in nutrition, I remember I went through an internship that actually shaped me as the rehabilitation specialist that I am today and actually drove me on this path to understand pain in a totally different way. And I'm so grateful for this opportunity because I became a certified cancer exercise specialist. So I was working with cancer patients and that was when I really started to look into different aspects of pain and ailments because, you know, people in cancer are told to just isolate, to just stay home, to not do anything. And this was going against the grain of the isolation and to incorporate exercise and movement and they actually started to ask how their their mental and emotional health was. Not so much the emotional, that was more down the road for me to discover, but you know, asking their mental health, like how their cancer was affecting their everyday lives and everything. And I had so much passion in this and it just truly felt like I was helping them and giving them tangible things that they could work on. That was an experience that I could go off on a completely different 
different tangent on, but it actually showed me a different way on how to care for clients and patients that were struggling. So I did my cancer exercise, got certified personal training and all of this and all of it on top of my degrees that I had gotten. And yet I was out in the field. I was an active rehabilitation specialist working with clients, mostly coming out of surgery after they finished physical therapy. I was that person in the middle to kind of continue on after their physical therapy was done. So I did a lot of rehab. And then, you know, I started teaching boxing again and everything too, because I was really starting to question everything that I had been told when it came to our bodies and pain and how it healed and how it recovered. When I was in the field working with clients on a day-to-day basis, I saw something very similar with my pain journey. Like I was giving them all of these things that I was taught in school, yet it wasn't helping them and it should have because this is what I was educated on and this is the knowledge that I was and I just felt like I wasn't giving my clients all that they needed. I remember very, very vividly I had this one client She was struggling with hip pain and had a hip replacement surgery and I had her do all of the rehabilitation and everything. She was still having so much pain, yet she was getting x-rays and different tests and MRIs and they all came back clear with no physical signs of any tissue damage that could cause this pain. She was in a state of depression and sadness and defeat and hopelessness. I just felt, again, so powerless that I couldn't help this person through pain, yet I was a rehab specialist specializing in this and I couldn't help her. It took me back to my story. And so that's when I really decided to dive into what the heck was going on because it felt like I was missing something. It felt like I was not getting to the root source, to the root cause of the pain at hand. And so I I personally went through my own journey on that and started getting involved in mind body work and understanding how the brain works and everything too. During that time, I definitely had a traumatic experience with a particular narcissist that I was partnered with in business and it was it was really really taxing on me. I started getting really intense migraines to the point that it would completely debilitate me. And yet I was considered super successful because I was working with rehab clients. I had boxing clients. I was working with group classes and things like that, but I was exhausting and burning myself out. And on top of this narcissist, that made me question everything about myself. If you're dealing with a narcissist or toxic relationships, that's like another trauma and that puts a lot of strain and stress and there have been studies shown that if you are in toxic relationships or dealing with a narcissist you're more likely to develop chronic pain. After going through my stuff I was able to manage my pain and my chronic pain started to go away and I started to feel really good and I felt like I was helping these people but after dealing with this toxic situation and this person my chronic pain came back and I was just like oh my gosh like what is going on why can't I get ahead of pain why is this coming about this is my my specialty this is what I help people with and yet I'm still struggling with it and I just felt like such a failure well you know COVID hit and 
you know, it gave me a lot of time to reflect on myself, to start to trust. And once I started to get away from that toxic relationship, I started to really break out of the migraine cycle. Granted, it took me a little bit because I was still in that trauma state and trauma definitely kicks up chronic pain. And if you are in pain and experiencing chronic pain, that is trauma in itself. I was having all of these things from all directions, you know, from my childhood, my past experiences, what was going on. And then you take on the the pandemic and the world and the isolation, and it just put stress on top of stress and top of stress. My pain started to intensify even more. This is really where I started to dive into the mind part of it. And this is where I got introduced to neuroscience. I committed to learning neuroscience and how the brain works and connecting the dots when it came to pain. So I went through a very extensive program where I became a certified neuro coach and then became a master neuro coach. And I went through my own transformation and I went through the trenches and did all of these exercises. And like, it was basically like my full-time job. It was like me in research mode and study mode to see how these things worked, how it affected me and how to move through it and how to navigate it. It wasn't until neuroscience that I realized there was more to pain than just the physical aspect of it. I knew it on an intuitive level. There was just something about it where it validated that initial instinct and trust within myself when it was presented with backed proven research through neuroscience. And I was like, oh my gosh, holy cow, okay, pain actually starts in the brain. Oh my gosh, and there's an emotional aspect to pain. Thoughts and emotions and your mental state play a role in how your body reacts on a different level. And I was throwing out like, epigenetics the concept of it like I will definitely explain more about this but this is just my journey and like all these little different things that were coming up and it was like different pieces of this pain puzzle were starting to fit together incorporating the social aspect of it I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh, I'm seeing the picture so clearly and everything is making sense. And I was starting to question my doctors and really, really being in it for me. And I was probably one of those patients that drove my doctors nuts, but I was just asking questions all the time because things were not making sense. Things were not adding up for me. Once I started to understand the root cause of pain and seeing pain as a whole, that's when I really started to get better. That's when I really felt like I was back in control of my body, of my pain, and my pain was not dictating my life and what I could and couldn't do. That was like the most pivotal life-changing point for me was when I did the neuroscience and became a master neuro coach and went through the transformation myself and then I started applying it to my everyday clients and I was noticing a huge huge turnaround with it just going through this I had one person who had a knee replacement and actually a double knee replacement and she couldn't 
do her normal everyday activities like for work and then after working with me and addressing the neuro side of it but also applying the rehab stuff that I learned back in my cancer rehab days that's was when everything was tied in together and like having her address some toxic relationships that she was being associated with on a daily basis and once we tackled that she was able to move a lot better her body actually responded she felt a lot better and now she's doing a dream job that she wants she is getting out of a toxic relationship and she is more empowered to trust herself and her body and her desires and her wants and she's actually taking her life back from this pain space I saw it with another client and then another client and I was seeing huge huge progress and then I also had a client that came to me who was very, very young, about my age when I was going through my chronic pain at the age of 20. And she was struggling with a lot of stomach and digestion issues and found out that it was associated with high anxiety and stressful environments at work and toxic relationships and struggles that were going on at home and trauma and all of this. And it was just like, oh my gosh, holy cow. And then within three months, she's a completely different person. She's not struggling with the anxiety, with the stomach issues, with the people pleasing, all of this. It was just, it was mind blowing to me. And then I realized that this was something, that was the key. That was the missing link that I was searching for. And now after going through it with myself and experiencing it with my clients, I now can confidently say that you can handle pain. You can navigate through pain to the point where it does not control you. Because when we are stuck in the vicious pain cycle, we feel completely powerless. It keeps you stuck and it keeps you from living your life. I experienced that through my time with pain. Pain is going to come up for a reason. And I'm going to share more about this because the next episode is going to explain pain and why we have it and what it is. So definitely stay tuned for that second episode. But this is my chronic pain journey. I was told by my doctors that I would never ever be able to go back into the sport of martial arts again. So I just kind of accepted that as my fate until I started really questioning doctors. And it's like, no, you do not know my body better than me. And I get to decide what I can and cannot do. I started doing that. And then I started getting back into boxing. I started to teach boxing again. And it was because of all of this knowledge and accumulation and learning how to work my my brain and my nervous system on the neurological side and being able to address the the physical like tissue damage on my rehabilitation level I actually started to do Krav Maga and I was really really terrified because I had traumatic experiences from my old cage fighting days and now I was being immersed into it and I was facing it and I was recognizing how my body was responding to that 
And I was able to act accordingly to that, to work through what it was. I did my very first yellow belt test for Krav Maga, and it was basically a two-hour, incredibly intense physical activity where I it was basically like nonstop movement and doing techniques. And it was like a kind of a high stress environment anyways and then at the end of it I was put in what they call a shark tank where I'm being attacked from multiple people I think there was like six people at once attacking me and I had to defend myself for two minutes and I came out of there and I finished it my body did not break down on me my body kept going I did not have pain yes I was sore because I was moving my body in totally different ways but it wasn't limited. It wasn't restricted. My body did not fail me like these doctors had told me previously. And I am so glad that I questioned them. I'm so glad that I didn't believe them. And I'm so glad that I decided to keep going and to find answers and to move through and learn how to navigate pain because I was able to complete my yellow belt test. And on top of that, not only did I complete it, but I also scored the highest out of my yellow belt testing class. Like that's huge because if you saw me on paper, you would have thought that all odds were against me. You know, you had these chronic pain injuries, you had this going on, you had concussions, you've gained weight, you don't move as much as you used to, um, you had trauma and all of this stuff and you're second guessing yourself and this is a lot of stress and doctors told you this. Like I had all odds against me, yet I still did it and I came out on the other side, not only completing it, but I also came top in my class. That's huge. That's huge. And I thought I would never be able to see the other side of my chronic pain. I felt like I was kind of a slave to it, that I was chained down with my pain. I'm here to tell you that you can get back to an active lifestyle. You can get back to doing the things that you enjoy doing. You can recover. You can heal. And with the tools that come about, you're going to learn how your body works, how your body operates, how your brain is correlated to your nervous system. When you understand that knowledge about yourself, you become more in tune, more connected, more empowered to know how to navigate through things. And that in itself is power. That in itself is you learning how to trust yourself and your body. This is how you reclaim your life from pain. And so I get super passionate about it because most people just accept that they're just going to have pain. Yes, pain is here for a reason. Yes, pain is going to show up at different points in our life. But it doesn't mean that you have to succumb to pain and to let it control you. Pain is a request for change. And I'm definitely going to explain more about this. For you right now, you can be in control of your pain. You can reclaim your life from pain because that's what I have done. That's what I have guided and taught my clients to move through And now they're feeling empowered and they're living their lives and they're not letting their pain on a mental, emotional, physical, or social level take that away from them. This is my pain freedom journey and 
I hope that this was inspiring to you because there's definitely more to come. I'm actually going to be starting a whole series on all components of pain to break it down because once you know this information, nobody can take it away from you. You can choose how you want to proceed forward when it comes to your pain specifically. Stay tuned. I'm going to be going through this season of breaking down pain in different ways and explaining it in a way that you probably have never heard it explained before. And this is where the power is. It's time to take your power back from pain. It's time to reclaim your life from pain. And it is time to unleash pain freedom. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode and for expanding your own pain awareness. Every time you listen to this podcast, you are building new neural pathways in the brain to break out of the vicious pain cycle. If this episode served you in any way, I ask that you share it with somebody who you think would benefit so they can start breaking out of their unique pain cycle today. When we are educated and informed about pain, we are equipped and empowered to get out and stay out of pain. If you have any questions or thoughts, I'm here to help. You can direct message me on Instagram at the Katie Sutton. I'd be happy to personally connect with you so you can start unleashing pain freedom today.